Not sure if it's the right time to eat more carbs or carb up after following a low-carb ketogenic protocol? Here are 10 signs that your body is screaming for more carbs and you need to listen to it. Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Lesha, and today I'm going to talk about 10 signs that your body needs more carbs. Before I get into this, I want to tell you that I love keto. I love it, and I absolutely believe that it's an excellent tool for women who want to lose weight, reduce inflammation, reverse diabetes, and improve mental clarity. And I feel like since I've been talking a lot about carb cycling in the last, I mean, I guess the whole year here, I've having people that are just confused of like, so are you for keto? Are you against keto? I had some lady on Instagram was like, oh, from the keto person themselves. And first of all, I want to say that people change. Okay. And we have new research that comes out and says things that we used to believe that's true. That's no longer true. And nobody should be following one way of eating forever. And as I learn more and as I discover more, as I go through experiences in my body, which I've went through a lot in the last two years, I'm learning more and what I learn, I share with you. And so I think it's a very dogmatic approach to just believe just because I did keto and I lost a lot of weight with keto, that that's all I'm going to be talking about forever and ever and amen, because that's not the case. And that really should be anyone that you listen to, all right? If they're never changing their opinions about things or going back and saying, you know, I said this, but then there's new research that says this, so I'm gonna change my beliefs about it. And and that's the way that it should be, all right? So really when it comes down to it, I just wanna be clear because I don't want anybody to think that, you know, I'm against keto now or I'm bashing keto because this is not at all bashing keto. I still think it's great. I think it's wonderful for a certain amount of time, for a certain amount of person, okay, for a specific person. Men can get away with doing keto longer than women. And I've talked about that a lot on this podcast, but I don't want anybody to think here that I'm like against it or anything because I'm not. I still love it. I think it's great. My program BSB Tribe is a holistic clean keto weight loss program. So I still teach keto, but now I'm kind of just letting my audience know about long-term keto and the side effects and how to bring back carbs if you choose that, you know, you decide that, you know what, I don't want to do keto forever. Or how do you live in a way that's less depriving and less restricting and more sustainable? Because for most women, keto is going to be unsustainable, right? And why I'm talking about this is that we have recent research that is showing now that long-term keto for women is unhealthy for most women. And I say most because inevitably what's gonna happen, I'm gonna get an email from someone saying that they've been doing keto for X amount of years and they absolutely love it. And you know, that they have great results and a shame on you for saying that keto is not sustainable and it saved my life. And I'm, I think that's amazing. I was on keto for six years straight, so I get it. But nowadays I see more and more women struggling with doing keto for that long without issues coming up. So what are these issues? This is what this podcast is about. What are they? So while there is many, 
I'm going to go through the common ones that I see when I coach women inside my program, CKCC, which is a carb cycling program where I teach women how to bring back carbs, wean off of keto, cycling carbs for health issues. So if you are experiencing any of these, please consider bringing back carbs, even if it's just once a week, all right? So I'm gonna go through the most common 10 signs that I see that women need more carbs, all right? So as I go through these, what I want you to do is I just want you to make a mental note, or maybe you can even jot this down of like, yes, no, yes, no, and kind of do a checklist. And then in the end, I'll kind of let you know what your next steps should be, all right? So let's get into it. Number one, your weight loss has stalled. So when it comes to weight loss stalls, most women get confused by what a stall actually is. So most women think a stall is not losing weight in a week, and that's not a stall. So I have a new private client, and she lost like five pounds in her first week of working with me, and she set a goal to lose another five pounds, and I was like, yeah, sure, for the first couple weeks, that's fine, and that actually could be realistic because you're going to be, you know, eliminating a lot of water weight. But she told me, she's like, oh, yeah, well, I would love to, to keep losing five pounds every week. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. So I just want to tell you up front here, just to, to burst your bubble, don't expect to be losing five pounds every week for the entirety of us working together. Because eventually, you're going to get down to barely half a pound to two pound loss. And that's perfect. And that's ideal. And that's sustainable. And it's going to keep your weight off. But when it comes to weight loss stalls, Sometimes women think if they didn't lose five pounds in a week, or they lost half a pound that they hit a stall, or they haven't lost any weight, but they're losing body fat or inches, that's not a stall. So how do I define a stall? And I know everybody has different interpretations of what is a stall, but the way that I teach my clients in my programs of like, I have a weight loss stall workshop in BSB Tribe, and in CKCC, the carb cycling program I have kind of two advanced stall busting protocols that you can follow if you hit a stall. But what I tell my clients is like, okay, this is how I define a stall. If for three weeks straight, there's zero changes and we're very data-driven in CKCC, we don't just look at body weight because that's very unreliable and it changes and fluctuates. We look at body fat the most in inches. But if you're telling me that you had zero weight loss, zero body fat loss, zero inches lost, no reduced inflammation, your clothes aren't fitting better, none of it in three weeks, then that is a stall. So if that is you, then cycling back some carbs can rev up your metabolism to start burning fat again. Because I talked about this concept before in previous episodes of this metabolic adaptation that happens when your body catches up to what you're doing. So if you've been doing keto too long, your body catches up and adapts, and then your weight loss stalls and stops. So bringing back the carbs can kind of rev up your metabolism and rev that fire, so to speak, again, all right? Number two is you're losing way too much hair. So it's not new news that keto can cause hair loss. And while it's usually temporary for most women, it's not, and it can get pretty bad for some. So I had a client who had to stop keto because her hair loss was only getting worse. And while that would probably be related to hormonal issues that she had with her thyroid, but I will say that when I told her to bring some carbs back, her hair loss completely stopped. So, you know, she was struggling with hair loss. She went to see the doctor 
And of course, I was like, well, make sure that you're eating enough protein and all these other things that we first want to make taking into consideration when we do have hair loss on keto. None of it was really working for her until she cycled back some carbs and her hair loss stopped. So you have to listen to your body. And if you're pulling out clumps and clumps of hair for months and months on end, I mean, being keto is just not worth it, in my opinion. It's like, yeah, sure, you're keto, but you're bald, right? Which one do you want? You want to be keto or do you want to be bald? And I mean, it's I'm laughing here and joking, but it's kind of not a joke because it could be really scary when you start seeing bald spots and things like that on your head. So just be mindful of that. If that's you and you've kind of done all the other things, making sure that you're getting you know, the minerals and all of that, and you're getting enough protein in and fast and stuff like that, and you're still experiencing this, it's a sign you need some more carbs, okay? Number three, you have high cortisol levels or have been told you have adrenal fatigue and burnout. So this is what happened to me, and I completely ignored it. So a few years ago, when I really started my business and juggling entrepreneurship and motherhood, I had a lot of stress. My cortisol was elevated. I burned out my adrenals and I wasn't aware of it. And I just kept on ketoing harder. So I cut my carbs even more. I fasted longer and I ended up putting on 50 pounds within two years. So this is kind of a red flag for me because I obviously wasn't listening to all the other signs that my body was telling me even after I got tested. I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just do keto because it worked before. So it has to work now. But really what got me paying attention was the weight gain and how fast it went on because I was doing clean keto and I was working out, cycling on my Peloton every morning, lifting weights, fasting, clean keto, and I gained all that weight. And that was just a huge sign for me. So if your body is already in flight or fight and your cortisol levels are high, or you have adrenal issues, keto only makes it worse because keto is a stressor on the body. And the same goes for fasting. They're both stressors. And while some stress is good, you know, there's different types of stress, hermetic stress and all that. We don't want it to turn into chronic stress. All right. So the answer is not to keto harder or to try harder or to cut your carbs more or to fast or to do OMAD or any of that crap. That is not the answer. The answer is to listen to the cues that your body is giving you and introduce healthy carbs back in strategically to help lower that cortisol, to heal your adrenals, which by the way, carbs are proven to do. There has been research on this, all right? Number four, you restrict carbs. And by the way, where are you at so far? Did you say yes to any of these yet? Well, we still got a bunch to go, all right? So just keep a mental note of how many you say yes to. Number four is you restrict carbs during the week, but find yourself binging on them on weekends. So if you're listening to this and you've ever found yourself reading my famous post, how to get back into ketosis after a cheat day, this is you, all right? I can't even tell you how many people find me from that post. I swear, if you just like search Pinterest, which I always want to do right now, how to get back into ketosis fast, how to get into keto after a cheat day, my posts will come up. It's my most popular post, all right? And so you know who you are. If you keep cheating on keto every weekend, it is a sign that either A, your body isn't ready for that much deprivation and such an extreme way of eating, or your brain, you're mentally not ready for keto. 
All right, so I really want you to listen to this because this is kind of where the mental piece comes into play that most programs, most nutritionists, most coaches do not talk about, all right? They just like, or they go, oh, mindset, mindset, just chew, you could do it and you can do it. Just try harder and you have it in yourself and manifest it all. No, that's not mindset, okay? So again, keto's great and it works amazing. I've had so many clients lose so much weight, 50, 60, 70 pounds. I've lost over 110 between my pregnancies before I had all my adrenal and cortisol issues. It's great, but it is very hard for someone to go from a complete standard American diet from going to eat, you know, most of their meals come from carbs and sugar and fast food and pasta and bread and just a standard American diet, right? junk food, processed food, and completely go and transition, just jump into keto and expect to adhere to the diet 100%. It's very rare that I see women succeed going directly from the standard American diet to keto and stay loyal to it 100% of the time, unless they have a really big like why. And I talk about why inside BSB Tribe, but it's like they got diabetes, all right? And their doctor's like, If you don't change your diet and lifestyle, you're about to get this leg, this leg be gone, right? Or they have some, you know, they have cancer and they heard that keto is very therapeutic for cancer or whatever, like almost life-threatening situation where they're like, I have to be all in. For the rest of us that are just trying to lose weight and look good in that bikini, it's very, very hard. And I talk about this a lot inside my program, BSB Tribe, but it's pretty much all about your brain. And why it's so hard is because your brain does not like drastic changes. It's not safe. And your brain's job is to keep you safe at all times. So it's going to try to sabotage your efforts when you start full-blown keto, which is why so many women end up cheating. It's so much easier for women in this situation to start incorporating one to two days of keto with days of moderate healthy carbs. I'm not saying that, you know, you do one to two days of keto and then the rest, you just kind of eat whatever you want. No, you do moderate healthy carbs and then work their way up to full-blown keto to allow their bodies to adjust. All right. So that could look like you go on one to two days of keto, the rest healthy carbs. And then the next week, maybe bump it up to three days of keto. Maybe do that for a few weeks and then work your way up to five and then six. And then you can try keto full time. And this is just going to be so much easier on your body and easier for your brain to accept because it's not this huge change all at once. All right. So that's number four. Number five, you feel deprived on keto. Now this is different from number four because with this one, you aren't necessarily cheating every weekend, but you find yourself feeling deprived or when people offer you to eat something that's not keto. I'm using like air quotes here. You find yourself saying things like, I can't have that, right? Another red flag to me when when my clients tell me these things, I know that they feel deprived where they say, well, that's not part of my diet or I'm not allowed to have that or that will kick me out of ketosis. These statements are huge red flags to me, all right? Then when I hear clients say that, I know that they probably feel deprived when they're doing keto. Because here's the deal. Here's the difference. When someone isn't deprived, they don't use words like can't or not allowed or even diet. Rather, they say, I choose not to eat these foods 
because they don't help me get to my goals. They don't help me feel better. They don't improve my health. Or this is just not my lifestyle. I don't eat this. This isn't part of my lifestyle. And a really clear example of this is my client, Allah. And she told me the story that when people ask her what diet she's on, because she's lost over, I think, 70 pounds now working with me. And she tells them, I'm not on a diet. I'm on a lifestyle. Boom. That's the difference. All right. People asking her all the time, how'd you lose so much weight? You look amazing. Oh my God. Tell me what diet you're on. And she's like, I have to correct everyone. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not on a diet. I'm a lifestyle. She's like, I completely changed my mindset around this. It's not a diet. Diets are temporary. Diets are restrictive. Diets deprive me. This is not my diet. It's my lifestyle. All right. So that's the biggest difference there. So that is number five. Let's keep going. Number six, your sleep is poor. Sleep sucks. And you wake up often or you have trouble falling asleep. So while it's normal to have sleep issues when you initially transition to keto, especially when you get into ketosis and your brain is thriving on ketones, you're all lit up, you have so much energy. And this is really one of the biggest benefits of being in ketosis is that endless energy that everybody talks about, right? It's one of the signs that you are making ketones when you find yourself not crashing in the afternoon, not feeling tired, not wanting that third or fourth cup of coffee and kind of feeling like, holy crap, I feel amazing. I have so much energy and that's great, but it can become problematic when it starts interfering with your sleep and recovery cycles. So when my clients have trouble sleeping on keto, I have them eat carbs before bed, which raises serotonin levels and decreases that cortisol and it helps them fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. So there's something you can try right off the bat. You're welcome. Free tip. Enjoy. But really, this is kind of a sign here if this is kind of consistently chronically going on that your body does need some more carbohydrates to kind of help you fall asleep and stay asleep. All right. So curious. How much do you have so far? And I would love for you to let me know. Come DM me on Instagram or send me an email and let me know like, hey, like I had seven, six, five, whatever. Very curious to find out. So let's go to number seven. You have low thyroid or hypothyroidism. So I've talked about this before, but being in ketosis too long can reduce thyroid function and lead to hypothyroidism. So you need insulin for thyroid conversions to happen. Insulin is what helps T4 convert to T3, which is the thyroid hormones. So if your insulin is too low for too long, which is what happens in ketosis, we know keto makes our insulin low and that's great and everything, but too low for too long is going to block this conversion from happening, which can lead to low thyroid related symptoms. And not to mention a slow metabolism because your thyroid is your master gland of your metabolism, runs the show. All right. So if this is you, you might want to consider cycling in some carbs. Okay. Number eight, you feel weak when you work out or find yourself running out of breath easily. So this is all, this is for my fitness mamas. Where are you at? Say hello, fitness mamas in the back. If you're a fitness mama, and you struggle with your workouts and performance while on keto, your body is basically telling you that it needs more glucose to perform better, 
right? So even carving up before your workouts is really going to improve your performance and you'll burn through that those carbs, that glucose pretty easily anyway, if you are really doing it where I'm not talking about like taking a walk, I'm not talking about things like yoga, you know, or like really low impact stuff. I'm talking about like you are a fitness mama, like you are lifting that heavy stuff and you are a crossfitter, you're a runner, you're doing row or you're doing hit. You're like all out into it, right? And so I want to kind of pause here and note that it is possible to lift heavy and run long distances on keto. In fact, I ran a half marathon while in ketosis and I do have an entire post on it on my blog, epfitexplore.com if you're interested in reading that. But it might not be ideal for most women and it's also very hard for most women. Men can get away with it much, much easier to be like burning, to build muscle and to have great performance than women, all right? Especially depending on what phase of the cycle we're in and all of that other stuff. So especially not to mention, it's even harder for women if you aren't fat adapted yet, right? Because then you're kind of in that limbo where call it like twilight zone, where your body is not fully burning fat for fuel, but it's not also fully burning glucose for fuel. And it's kind of like, we don't know what we're doing here. It's like in that in between, you either want to be one or the other, and then transition efficiently when you become metabolically flexible, which is what I teach inside my three month coaching program, CKCC, but if you're kind of in between in that limbo, it's going to be very hard for you. All right, so we got two more here. Thanks for sticking with me. Number nine is that you fear eating all carbs, even the healthy ones, even though you end up binging on the worst carbs that you can eat when you do eat them. All right, this is a huge red flag for me, carbophobia. So many of the clients who join CKCC, which is my carb cycling program, fear eating carbs, and it's a huge sign of disordered eating. Look, you should never be afraid to eat whole real foods. Never. It's funny to me that women will fear eating apples and sweet potatoes, but will gladly pound down keto protein bars with inflammatory oils and gut disrupting sweeteners. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Or they'll go and like full out binge on all the carbs and sugar on the weekend. But then when I'm telling them to carb up on their carb cycling days to have sweet potatoes or lentils or oats, they're like, I am still so scared of eating carbs. I'm like, but you just binged on the crappiest carbs ever. Please explain that to me. I'm telling you this from experience. This only gets worse because I had this. To be honest, I'm still kind of dealing with it. There's still a voice in the back of my head that says, Lesha, but you know, keto helps you lose all that weight. And like, you know, I mean, it's the only thing that works for you. You shouldn't be eating these carbs, even though your adrenals are messed up and your cortisol is high. You should just go back to keto. It's still very hard after six years. All right. But I will say if you even have slight, like the slightest fear of eating carbs right now, you need to nip it in the bud and like bring back the carbs and learn how to eat them without fear of weight gain before you hit that full-blown carbophobia. Because carbophobia is a real thing. Google it. It's a real fear. And I see way too many go through my, way too many women that are going through my program that have it. Obviously in my program, I do address this. We have phase three is all about adjusting and aligning your mindset. And I have a whole section on carbophobia, 
how to get past it, how to get over it and all that stuff. And that's beyond the scope of this episode. If you're interested in that, I'll tell you at the end how you can learn more about that. But I will tell you that it's better to sooner rather than later take care of this issue because it does get worse and it will become a full eating disorder. All right, so what happened here, and this is kind of my belief, that we switched out our fear of fat that we used to have, remember? Fat phobia, we used to be afraid of eating fat. Fat makes you fat, low fat, fat free. Now we switched it to carbs. Now everybody's afraid of eating carbs. And it's not healthy in any way, shape, or form. We should never be afraid to eat whole real food. We should be afraid to eat that packaged processed food inflammatory oils, not that garbage they put into our food at the grocery store. That's what we should really be afraid of eating. And nobody seems to be afraid to eat that. When it comes to real whole foods, we're afraid. Hmm, interesting. So last but not least, number 10, you overeat keto foods because you don't feel satisfied. So you find yourself really hungry at the end of the day and you end up overeating keto snacks. So, you know, if you're just eating tons of cheese, You're grabbing handfuls of nuts and you can't seem to get full. Or you eat keto junk food. So you're going to the grocery store, anything that has keto on the label, you're just throwing it in the cart and taking it home and eating it every night, every night, every night, my keto junk food. But it's keto. It's okay. It's keto. Look, no, no, that's not helping you. All right. So if that is you, then eating healthy, fiber-rich carbs might prevent you from eating thousands of calories and keto snacks. And while it's not all about the calories, if you know me, you know that I'm not, I don't believe in just that calories are the only thing that matters. Calories in, calories out, energy balance. Your body doesn't know how to calculate calories. Your body doesn't know how to count them, all right? Only knows how to respond to hormones that tell your body what to do with the calories that you eat. But that doesn't mean that, you know, you can eat thousands and thousands of calories a day and lose weight. Because look, if you're trying to burn fat and you're eating thousands of calories and nuts and cheese, your body's gonna be way too busy burning those nuts and cheese sticks to get that fat off your body or to get that fat off your stomach or your thighs or wherever you're trying to get it off, right? You might not necessarily be gaining weight, but you're not gonna be losing fat either. So by all means here, if this is you, the first thing you want to do, kind of the priority, is just making sure that you're eating enough protein, right? That protein is queen. I just combined king and queen, and I said queen. Protein is queen, all right? If you're in CKCC, you know how much I harp about protein, and I give you a protein guide, and I make sure that you hit your protein. That's like number one. But if you are eating enough protein and you're still struggling with this, it's time to bring back carbs, mama. So. I want you to be honest with yourself. I'm not there. I can't see what you wrote down or what you didn't or what you're thinking. But did you say yes to any of these? And look, if none of these relate to you, and you can honestly tell me, no, Lesha, none of these apply for me. I said no. Then absolutely keep doing what you're doing because it's obviously working. Maybe one day it won't. And then you can go back to this episode. You can connect with me, watch the training, all the things. If it's working, keep doing it, right? If it ain't broke, why fix it? However, if you did say yes to even one of these, the first step that I want you to do is I want you to watch my free training, how to bring back carbs without gaining weight and burning even more fat in the process so you can learn how to resolve any of the current issues that you're struggling with, okay? So inside this training, you're gonna learn 
about all these things and what to do to fix it, all right? Because if you don't fix it, it's only gonna get worse. So if you said yes to any of the things I talked about today, it is a sign that your body needs more carbs. And I will teach you how to strategically bring back carbs without gaining weight, how to strategically cycle back carbs with keto. We're not completely giving up keto because it still works. We wanna make sure whatever issue you have that we bring back carbs strategically to resolve that issue, whether it's deprivation, whether it's adrenal issues, thyroid, weight loss, stall, just binging all the time, low performance, bad periods, whatever it is for you, I can help you resolve that. So what you're gonna do right now, I want you to open up a new browser here and I want you to go to the link eatbefitexplore.com forward slash training. And I want you to sign up for that training, okay? And I want you to watch it. And after you watch it, I want you to contact me and let me know what you learned, what you thought, and what you're going to implement after you watch the training. All right? Can't wait to hear from you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Don't forget to tag me at BSB Tribe. If you want even more resources, make sure to go to www.bsbtribe.com and head on over to a private community on Facebook, Fit Mom Squad, so that you can get connected with other moms who are crushing their health goals. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Until next time, keep focused on your goals, mama.